All right, welcome to the Zine School podcast. My name is Luke. I'm from the Zine Distro Small Zine Volcano. I'd like to start by paying my respects to the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and acknowledge elders past and present and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. We have a special guest with us today. We have Liv Thomas of the Zine Supper Club with us today. Hello, Liv. Hello, how are you going? Yeah, I'm in a great mood. It's a sunny day. Good times. <laughs> Thanks for having me at your school. <laughs> so I've asked you on the show today to do mm. a reading of your Zine Supper Club. Yeah, and I... I'm very willing to do that. And um, also thanks to Small Zoom Volcano for distributing it as well. Oh, thanks for making it. Oh, <laughs> all enjoyable here. So, yeah, let's get straight into the reading. All right. Stuffer Club by Liv Thomas. Tina's feet start to swell painfully as she enters another countless hour of manic pirouetting and pounding fists, the hot dust billowing around her flailing legs. She cannot remember a time before this relentless tarantella, the music in her head somehow crescendoing forever. Spring was long ago, the onlookers mutter to each other. When will the dancing end? John howls into the night, his searching eyes sparkling with panic, as if his lost love has vanished without trace just moments ago, dissolved like a startled spectre into the unending ether. But were they ever here? Can they ever be found again? Was the yearning ever truly satiated, or is the lingering sense of euphoric romance simply pining for a blissful mirage? Paul succumbs to gravity and is writhing in the dirt, as if a reverse marionette with strings cascading unseen into the underworld, doomed to never permeate the Earth's fetid membrane into the depths beyond. Rather than resist, he caresses the floor in this anti-balletic, earthbound jig, yelling, push the ceiling with defiance into the night sky, daring heaven itself to retreat further from this place. Hannah is shrieking with a deranged fervour and can no longer remember why, but knows with a profound belief in her soul that she cannot and must not stop. The endless screams are a demand for a greater and greater satisfaction, building until the force of her desires makes the earth around her crumble. For how can a pining so intense ever be truly assuaged? Bradley is oscillating at an alarming rate, hurtling back and forth as the crowd gathers, transfixed. His body arcs helplessly through the fetid air, the plaything of an invisible, juddering hand, swishing demonically towards and away from the staring throng. This is the spectacle that they craved, but their eyes, watching, always watching, convey no joy, no disgust, no concern. Rachel knows what's coming and knows it's inevitable. She knows it is what's expected of her, and knows that this perverse and astonishing act, when witnessed by the phalanx of terrifying onlookers, will only heighten their twisted avidity. Despite the chilling hush that hangs to the horizon, she can hear them chanting as if pummeled by a hellish telepathy. Do your thing, they screech. Do your thing. Joe is babbling and spluttering, an equally mellifluous and ear-splitting infinite stream of unfathomable words, the noise cascading from her dumbfounded mouth like an incessant sonic river. What meaning any of these sounds ever had has dissolved into the non-stop haunting cacophony, reverberating with such ferocity that you can almost see it approaching you, beckoning you to join them. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> My pleasure. I think we just 
we just leave it there. I don't think yeah. anything anything more we need to say after after that incredible reading. Great. Well, thank you. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Oh, my pleasure. I, um, I love the pod.